Hey, welcome back to the Prepared Mindset Podcast. It's Austin. Here's episode three. This week we are talking about EDC or everyday carry. What this is, what it entails, how it kind of applies to the being prepared mindset and, uh, you know, the benefits and kind of go through what you should carry, what you consider carrying, what you shouldn't consider carrying, really what this means. Um, <clears throat> so for a lot of people that get into this kind of thing, uh, it goes one of two ways. Either it goes a logical route or it goes kind of, let's let's call it the, the nerd route. Um, and you can see this all over the internet right now. You can see it on Instagram primarily, uh, and then there's some web pages, uh, one like everydaycarry.com, uh, and that that site actually is uh, good if you're looking to buy new stuff. Um, what they'll do is they'll take you know the user submitted photos and they'll actually tag each item, which then links it over to usually a site like Amazon where you can go ahead and, and buy it, um, but. When you look at EDC, everyday carry, what are you carrying with you in your pockets typically every day? Um, And I think, like I said, there's two paths to this. The logical one would be, okay, what's reasonable? You know, what are you realistically going to leave the house with when you got to run out for groceries Uh, as well as when you're going out to either I'm going to go to the mall or I have to go to three or four different stores when I go out, or maybe I'm going out on a family outing. Uh, you know, it could be anything from as simple as you let your phone. That's the biggest one. Nowadays, phones can do things that 20 years ago we never dreamt of. I mean, it's your camera. It's your phone book. It's your phone, obviously. It's your calculator. It's your flashlight sometimes. It, there's, a, there's an app for literally everything, you know, a tip calculator, uh, a currency converter, whatever you might be needing. I know some of these, they uh, have apps. For, it can be a level if you need it to be. I don't know how much I trust that, but, you know, there, there's a lot of options out there. So your phone, obviously your wallet or whatever has the place your wallet. If it's just a clip, maybe a money clip that uh, maybe holds a debit card or something and your identification those are obviously like the fundamental pieces of this. <clears throat> when you get past that, though, that's kind of what we're going to start talking about here. You know, so let's let's talk about the kind of things that that you see online right now with the good and the bad. The bad, you see so many posts right now, uh, things that you just I don't. I mean, honestly, I look at it and I go, there is no way somebody carries that, and if you do. How? Are you wearing like a fisherman's vest as part of your normal wardrobe? Because it's just, it's unbelievable. Uh, the amount of people that post either on Facebook in these private groups or on Instagram, you know, oh, I carry two knives. I carry a gun. I carry a flashlight. I carry a smaller flashlight. Uh, I carry two different lighters. I carry a challenge coin and I carry a handkerchief and then I carry a fire starter. I'm like, okay, where are you finding room for all of this? You know, all of that, you're going to pack all of that up if you got to run down the street to 7-Eleven to pick up a half gallon of milk at 11 at night? I mean, I really don't think so. Uh, 
personally. The, in my opinion, the more logical side of this is what I try to steer towards, and that's bordering on minimalist. You know, the most uh, bang for your buck, the most function that you can get out of each individual item. Me, personally, I just went out to dinner with my wife, okay? For the first time since we've been on lockdown, we actually went out and we had dinner. And what I carried on my person, I didn't know if I was going to be drinking, so I didn't have a firearm. I carried a pocket knife. I carry a flashlight. And then I carry my phone. I also have my keys. Uh, My key organizer has like a fold-out tool that has a flathead screwdriver and a bottle opener. And I think like four different size hex wrench thing on it. Um, which it's the size of a key. It's nothing huge, you know? Um, but that's pretty much it, you know, and and my wallet, um, you can start looking at things like, you know, a watch. If you're somebody who wears a watch constantly, uh, I was when my lifestyle was the, you know, allowing me to leave the house more, more frequently. Now that I've been working from home, frankly, I just haven't seen the need for it. I have my phone, I work from home on a laptop, and I have my desktop computer open most of the time, so there's a clock right there. I don't I don't really need, you know, to have a watch on. It's just something else for me to grab in the morning. So lately, that's been a change to my everyday carry setup, my ensemble, if you will. You know, and when you look at the most function out of these things. Like I said, my key organizer, one of the little pieces that folds into it happens to have a couple different tools, you know, a bottle opener and the screwdriver and stuff. And that's pretty much all I really use is the, the bottle opener, the screwdriver part. I guess you could pry on some stuff with if you needed to, you know, pop off a, an old windshield wiper, you know, in a pinch or something. Um, for anybody wondering, the tip of your pocket knife is pretty much not the best option, uh, I, I had a $120 Spyderco paramilitary two that I snapped the tip off of changing uh, wiper blade on my wife's car just because I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing. I stick it in there, start prying, and just hear a snap, pull it out, and I uh, lost the tip. Had to have the blade reprofiled and resharpened back to a point, and it's fine now. It wasn't like you lost half the blade or a third of the blade or anything, but, you know, have that kind of stuff with you or just, you know, don't be dumb. You know, I should have just walked into my garage and picked up a freaking screwdriver and done that. Okay. Um, I mean, and to that point, that's one instance where having something to pry with works. A regular car key, honestly, would have done it too. Uh, you know, I see these people right now, they, oh, I have a pry bar in my pocket and I carry that every day. So, okay. So unless you're somebody that is using it for stuff like that all the time, I would, which I would imagine you're some kind of mechanic or machinist, you have a toolbox next to you. So you're really not needing to carry that every day. Again, it's just one more piece of essentially junk that you shove in your pockets when you leave the house. And it's really kind of turned into this, its own culture, if you will. Uh, aside from you know, the firearms piece of it. If we leave the firearms alone for a little bit and we just talk about this, uh, you look at some of this stuff and I see these pictures online, things like a antique lighter. While it's cool and it's a conversation piece, uh, there's a reason why things have changed. You know, to me, you want something that's going to be reliable, something that's going to work when you need it. If you need a lighter for something, you know, whether you're stranded on the side of the road and you need to start a fire uh, or 
you know, you're a smoker and you need to light your cigarette or your cigar, whatever have you. Or maybe you just use a lighter to, you know, melt the end of some paracord. Uh, you know, I know when I was teaching a high school marching band, that was one of the things that we could, it, it didn't matter. It just seemed like we never had one around. We would go out and we'd buy four or five of them to make sure we had them. And then no one could ever find them when you needed it. So we'd go ahead and we'd string keyboards and uh you, know, you cut the ends and you gotta you know just melt the end of the paracord there so it doesn't you know fray and come apart you know, also the, you know those dollar lighters you pick up from the gas station they're never there when you need them right <clears throat> you get some multiple uses out of it i've seen people use them to open a beer if you don't have a, a bottle opener um but some of this stuff you know like a handkerchief classically speaking was a practical item to have because you, people use it to blow their nose or uh you know wipe their their forehead if they were sweating a lot um now what you're seeing is more like these patterned prints uh these very special one uh pieces of cloth and they're you know two ply three ply whatever thick and they're very small and it's more of just a nerd item and I, when i say nerd item that's not you know uh, to be offensive, it's just the best way I can describe it because you literally, these people carry it and it seems that there's literally no use for it because you spend $25 on it. So you don't want to wipe stuff up with it or wipe your mouth with it or wipe your face with it. And it's, it's almost like it's only the, it's only purpose is to be pre-positioned for you to take more photos to put on social media. Um, which as a backdrop, cool, but, I mean, it's really not practical. It's not something that you would actually carry with you. Um, and when you when you really get down to it, the stuff that you need is the stuff you should be taking with you every single time. And vice versa, you know. Uh, if it's not something you take with you every single time, it's not, it's not really that important. Okay, to me, and I, you know, again, I've had people make fun of me for it, but a flashlight. I cannot tell you how many different times a flashlight comes in helpful. Uh, whether it's just dark out and somebody drops their car keys here, you know, and it takes you five minutes or, you know, or it feels like five minutes to pull up the app on your phone to get the flashlight out. Okay. Or, you know, you're walking to your car and you just want to have a light on. If you're in the middle of a, a parking lot, you know, maybe you're, you're a young lady or, you know, a lady in general, or maybe you're just in a bad part of town having a flashlight helps. Even in situations where you're possibly a little bit fearful for your life, just being able to shine a light on somebody, identify what's going on, that's a that big time diffuses any uh, you know attempted robbery or burglary uh, if they lose the element of surprise. That's something that a lot of different uh, trainers and instructors talk about on the internet is carrying a flashlight for that specific purpose. <clears throat> And we talked about it a little bit in the last episode with Sam, you know, not wanting to use a firearm unless you absolutely have to. I mean, I'll take every tool I can that's going to help me avoid that kind of a situation. So while when I leave the house and I know I'm going to be out and it's someplace I can carry, I try to carry my Glock uh, 43X with me. And because of that, I carry the, the, the flashlight, right? A, you can only shoot at what you can see but b you know you want to be able to identify that that could be one of your friends walking up for all you know so you don't want something that's maybe um attached to a firearm i know that seems like it's a really popular concept right now as well but it just doesn't make a lot of sense or if you do that 
carry a separate light for, you know, tasks that don't involve using your gun. You know, if your car breaks down the side of the road, uh, if you drop your keys, if or any item, honestly, or, you know, whatever have you, right? It's just a better practice to have a separate flashlight. Um, and a lot of them now even have... Um, the bezel on them is a little bit of a, has a little bit of a, I guess, jagged edge to it. Nothing that's going to cut anything, but if you needed to <clears throat> probably pop somebody in the face with that long, you know, just get enough to create some separation enough to, uh, defend yourself if you had to. Um, because realistically, let's say you carry a gun, a knife, a flashlight, uh, and you know, some, uh, I don't know, extra ammo. That's like your, that's your go-to for your everyday carry. That's kind of what it is for me. Um, well, if you go to a hospital, if you go to a bar, a government office, a casino, uh, pretty much all of that's off the table, right? Um, for those of you who don't know, the concealed carry laws prohibit the carrying of a firearm in casinos or casino parking lots, obviously government offices, uh, bars, and hospitals, Okay, so when you think about being prepared, that kind of goes hand in hand with your situational awareness. And while a flashlight isn't specific, especially a handheld flashlight, isn't specifically a weapon, it's something that lends itself to that that skill set. So again, you want to get as much bang for your buck, you know, as much function as you can out of an item. Uh, if it can do multiple things for you, you're better off for it. Um. Should you carry a gun? I think so. Yes, I've, I've said it before. I'm probably going to say it again. You know, yeah, I think you should, especially with everything going on in the world right now. Yeah, definitely should be part of what you uh, leave the house with. If you don't want to, you're not comfortable with it, uh, you're having trouble getting into a CCW class right now just because of the state of the world, or you've completed your class and you're kind of having trouble with the paperwork, you know, maybe you can't. That's okay. Then you look at other options. Um, all this is just a tool for you to get home safely, right? It's not something that you need to be doing uh, to provoke a fight, to extend a fight. Your your goal is to get away. That's it. Preserve your safety and maybe of those around you, if it applies, and just to get away. Um, that said, something else that I think a lot of people overlook when you talk about what you carry every day Okay, if you are carrying a firearm, one of the coolest, I'll say coolest, uh, and one of the most practical ideas and concepts that's starting to really gain traction in the community is carrying medical gear. Okay, um, If you have the ability to create holes in another person, you should also have something that gives you the ability to plug holes. All right? Um, so things like pressure dressings, uh, gauze, obviously, and tourniquets. I don't expect that, you know, anyone's going to necessarily be carrying around a backpack that has a full, you know, field trauma kit in it or something. And maybe you have limited medical knowledge. That's fine. Again, if even if you don't know how to use all of this the best ways possible, uh, a basic knowledge will take will, will take you a long way. And that's not to say that somebody else might not come along that does know how to do these things. Um, and there's a company out there right now, actually, 
Uh, it's called Live the Creed. Uh, I actually have one of their uh, personal IFACs or individual first aid kits. Um, you have to forgive me. I don't uh, remember exactly what it's called, but it <clears throat> it folds up and Velcro's shut, and it's about the size of a wallet, like a really you know thick wallet, a really stuffed full wallet. But it's the size you can shove it in your back pocket opposite your wallet, and I mean it doesn't uh, print. It doesn't like draw a bunch of excess attention. And it gives you the ability to carry a soft tourniquet, which isn't as good as some of the other ones on the market, um, like the North American Rescue Cat Tourniquet, uh, or maybe you have one of the ratcheting ones that are a little bit bigger, a little bit more robust. Uh, this one's a little bit softer. It's not ideal, but it'll do the job if you know how to apply it, which is absolutely critical in the event that either you get shot or somebody else gets shot, or there's some kind of a puncture wound due to some kind of incident, whether it's a car accident or, um, God forbid, a, a kitchen incident, uh, you're camping and somebody has a problem with an axe, you know, I mean, shit happens, right? So uh, chance uh, favors the prepared mind, right? So having that stuff on helps you. The gauze is huge. Um, it does also carry some basic band-aids and bandages. We all get, have cuts, scrapes, whatever, having something to help with that is it's worth it and honestly for something that's just going to take up your back other back pocket which is like you're putting anything else back there and takes about two seconds to grab on the way out the door if i know i'm going to be out of the house for any kind of extended period of time i take that with me it's just worth it and have i ever used it nope sure haven't but when i need it i'm glad i'll have it okay and if you need something more than that We've also talked about, you know, carrying additional things with you. So you leave the house. Obviously, you have to travel some way. It's usually your vehicle, right? So having additional medical supplies in your car. You know, I have a panel. I, again, it, pretty sure it's from Live the Creed, but it, it straps onto the back of your passenger headrest. Well, a headrest in general. I have my, my passenger so I can reach it from my seat and it pulls off. It's got... It's all uh, molly webbing, so you can attach a holder for a tourniquet. So I have one of the cat tourniquets on there, and then I have a larger medical pouch below it that has uh, additional supplies, uh, things like a chest seal, uh, more gauze, uh, clotting agent, uh, as well as uh, a couple different size bandages, uh, gloves. Gloves are a huge one, um, and I believe that's one that the wallet does carry as well. Um, gloves you know, transferring bodily fluids, stuff like that, something that, that's worth considering when you're looking at, you know, what do I absolutely have to carry on my person? I know that there's a lot of people right now that use the, uh, there's another company that makes something that Velcros around your ankle. And that's cool, but that usually means, A, you have to wear jeans or some kind of pant. And, you know, right now in Michigan, we've been hitting the low to mid-90s the last couple of days. There ain't no way you're catching me in pants, okay? So that's really not a, a viable option, or it is, but it's only for certain seasons. Um, in my mind, if you're trying to do this on a, a controlled budget, I would rather get one item that I can use year-round than have two or three different ones where I have to either pay the cost on all these medical supplies to stock each one of them and then grab it accordingly and then have it all stored and know where it all is. 
you know, it just, it's, it, it's not the most practical option. Uh, now, if you get it for a gift or something, obviously you're going to use it and that's a little bit different story. So, I mean, fine, but having that medical gear on you is, is really important. And even not even for yourself, like I said, for others, or think about if you have a dog, they might need one as well. Okay. Uh, stuff happens. You hear about it fairly often in the news, you know, uh, one uh, dog attacks another dog. Uh, the rat tourniquet, R-A-T, is another one that's pretty popular right now. I know a lot of guys talk about they run it through their belt loops and they wear it every day or something. Um, it's not as effective as some of the other ones on the market. Uh, it still works, still, still not a bad choice, but it's not as effective. However, I have seen quite a few reviews that show it because of how thin it is and everything. Uh, it's good for uses on dogs, uh, because obviously dogs have really thin limbs. Um, so it takes a little bit less to, uh, you know, control the circulation and things like that should you need to apply one. Um, when my wife and I take our dog out, she has a, it's like a little purse it carries, uh, you know, bags to pick up the dog poop. And then we also have a tourniquet in there and we can throw in, uh, you know, if we're wearing shorts or something, uh, we can throw our wallet, uh, wallets in there or debit cards, some kind of identification if we need it. Um, you know, that's just one more thing that you can consider when you're looking at what you carry when you leave the house. Um, some of the additional stuff you get really, you get past the basic items, a lot of things that you see, and depending on what you do, okay, this really is tailored to what you do. Um, you might need some additional items. Um, pens are huge. You know, if you are, you work for a uh, landscape company or maybe a masonry company, or you're a service writer of some variety, and every time you encounter a new customer or a new client, you're, you're writing stuff down, okay, maybe part of your everyday carry is a pen. Um, and I, and any, you, anyone out there listening that, that writes a lot at work, you definitely understand the value of having a good quality pen. Uh, and when you lose yours, it's the most annoying thing in the world because a bad pen sucks. Uh, there's a lot of cool, cool options out there right now. There's some of these bolt action style pens. They get a lot, they get up there price wise. They're kind of a, one of those kitschy, cool, uh, niche items. Uh, but they're, they're, you know, usually pretty well made. They're going to last you a while. Uh, the good ones take a variety of different ink refills. So if that's something you carry with you every day, um, you can look into the nicer ones. Like I said, everydaycarry.com usually has a lot of those, uh, either articles that list a bunch of them, uh, or, uh, pictures of other people's, uh, I guess pocket dumps is really what they call it. You know, you set everything out on a table, or if you have a couple of things, you set it on your hand and up your forearm, uh, you know, you can look at, at some pens. I know they also make tactical pens, uh, which I don't, I hate that word tactical because it just sounds so dumb. You're talking about an, an ink pen. Um, but usually all that means for a tactical pen is that, um, one of the ends comes to, uh, I mean, albeit a blunt point, but a, a point that you can use for, if you needed to self-defense or, uh, as a glass breaker, you know, if you, if you hit a car window and one of the the lower corners they're designed to break there so if you needed to uh, either get out of a car or get into a car to help somebody else get out that's a good option there for you know a pen uh and when it's when it's closed up when the cap screws on you can use it as some kind of a punch for 
for the either, like I said, defense tasks or getting in and out of a vehicle. So let's look at some of the other things that you could have off your body, but still, let's still call that your everyday carry because maybe you travel a lot for work. Um, it's, it's really just comes down to being prepared, honestly. Um, one, one, uh, story I have of this, honestly, is I was in Ohio. Uh, this is probably, hmm, eight coming on nine years ago, eight or nine years ago. I was down in Dayton, Ohio, uh, on a trip when I was, uh, still doing, uh, performing indoor band. Uh, my parents came down. And my dad had a, I want to say it's a, it's a Dodge Ram, but it was a, only a year or two old at the time. And it was just having issues. Uh, anybody that drives Chrysler products, uh, A, thank you, because that puts food on my family's uh, table. But B, you know that their quality control sometimes, uh, it seems, is not always the best. So he had this new truck and there was issues with the, the electrical or the computer in it, the brain of the, the vehicle, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it wouldn't shift out of first gear, which, you know, uh, from just to give you an idea, Dayton, Ohio, up to the Southeast Michigan area, it's about four and a half, five hours. So it's definitely not a drive you're going to make in one gear without doing some damage, or it's going to take you, you know, a really long time. And obviously, uh, this is a, you know, this is like a pleasure trip. So my dad didn't have anything on him, uh, or packed with him to, uh, basically reset it. All you need to do to reset it is just remove a battery terminal, but you need usually uh, a ratchet or a combination wrench that fits. It's probably a 10 mil or something. Um, he didn't have anything like that. Uh, the One of the gentlemen who was actually one of my instructors in high school and was involved with the group as a director uh, is one of those guys that's always prepared. Uh, always, whether we were at a rehearsal and you needed a specific wrench for something or, you know, whatever it was, he's one of those guys, you know, he's always got something that picked up a lot of tips over the years, uh, from him. So if you're listening, Ralph, <laughs> thanks. Uh, he actually had the whole back of his minivan, uh, like kind of built out and loaded out with, uh, some tool drawers, tool chests, um, with different wrenches and tools and stuff in there that we, you know, would be using during the course of the, the trip down there to either, uh, you know, we we're working on instruments or we had some props that were all bolted together with lag bolts and stuff. Um, he was, you know, right there, he was able to say, Hey, you know, what size do you need? He had that, he was prepared, he was ready to go and helped out in a situation that otherwise, you know, uh, it could have just been, I mean, obviously mildly annoying, uh, just would have been looking at going to the first store you found where you could buy a wrench. Um, but that was also a Sunday morning stores aren't always open. Uh, you're in a, a town where you don't know the layout. You don't know the locale. You don't know where you're going to go to be able to find something like this. Plus the obvious added cost. So just having that stuff there with you is a good idea. Uh, things in your vehicle, like basic tools, uh, and the roadside kit that comes with your vehicle is not enough. That is enough to get a tire off and get one back on. And I say that because yes, you can do it. Um, but it's also not much fun. If you've ever used a roadside jack, those things are absolutely terrible. Um, and most of the wrenches that come with them now too are also terrible. I think both times that I've had a flat, 
I've actually called, uh, rather than do it myself, I've just called my dad or my brother to drive out and meet me. I was, you know, 15, 20 minutes from home and they brought a real jack out, you know, with a, a real star wrench. And it was, it's so much easier to do it that way. Uh, but having that kind of stuff, being prepared that way is, is huge. You know, it saves you time. It saves you, you headaches. Uh, so really stuff that's w- worth thinking about or keeping uh, in your vehicle, you know, um, a blanket, right? Or uh, one of those space blankets that fold up real small. You can fit that um, maybe in your medical pouch. If somebody who's, you know, been in an accident and it's super, super cold outside, you know, hypothermia is a real consideration. So maybe that's something that's that's built in. Um, if you carry a firearm or a series of firearms, if that's your particular lifestyle, uh, you know, have additional ammo. Uh, what good is a gun if you don't have bullets for it, right? Um, some of these smaller firearms people carry these days, the uh, Glock 43, I think it's seven rounds. Smith & Wesson Shield, if it's a nine millimeter, I know is optimistic. Best case scenario uh, is eight plus one. So you're looking at nine there. Uh, my wife has this uh, Springfield XDS. Again, that's nine. That's eight plus one. Uh, best case scenario there. Uh, or a 1911. You know, if, you, if you're not carrying any extra ammunition with you, you got to think, is that going to be enough? Uh, we'd all like to think so, but, uh, you know, planning is, planning is planning. Uh, it, things don't always go the way you plan them, right? So you plan for the worst case scenario and you hope for the best case scenario is a really good rule of thumb. You know, uh, do I need a pocket knife every time I leave the house? No, I don't. Uh, but having one comes in pretty handy, whether it's opening packages and mail, which I mean, that's, that's like probably 80% of what I use, probably even more, probably 90% of what I use my pocket knives for is, uh, you know, either opening packages or bundles of uh, firewood or opening Amazon boxes, uh, opening letters. But in the event that you need it for something else, um, whether it's, you know, cutting some zip ties, if you have to use it to pry on something, uh, or God forbid, some kind of defense situation, it's good to have it, right? And when we say have a, a, a knife, just like anything else, um, there's a balance to both sides of it, right? You want to have something that's quality, uh, but you also probably don't want to break the bank with something that you're going to carry around and use as a tool. Uh Generally speaking, there's a couple good brands you can look at. Uh, you're probably going to want to spend it. I would say if it's something you're looking for serious use, spend at least $40 on it uh, and between $40 and $100 if you're looking for a good pocket knife, in my opinion. Uh, some of the brands you can look at are like Kershaw uh, makes a good budget line uh, knife. They do do some limited runs of some knife, nicer steels. Uh, but at that point, if you're getting into that kind of thing, that's more of a collector's niche, you really don't need to bother with a lot of that stuff. Um, so Kershaw, Spyderco makes great knives. Uh, I really, I have a, three or four of them, honestly, that I rotate through regular usage. Uh, I have a Tenacious, was actually my first one that I got as a gift for my wife. I bought myself a Paramilitary II. Uh, that was the one that I snapped the tip off of. 
and then I bought an Endura, um, and the Endura is just a big beefy knife. Um, and I use that one, uh, a lot for, uh, basically anything and everything. Um, so Spyderco is a great brand. Um, Benchmade makes a good quality knife, uh, for, you know, some political reasons. I'm not the biggest fan of Benchmade, um, just because they contribute to, to some campaigns and things that I'm not necessarily a, uh, fan of, but they do make an excellent, an excellent product. You're probably going to be around the hundred dollar mark with almost everything Benchmade, though. Just as a an FYI, you can also look at some things from uh, CRKT. Or it's I think it's Columbia River Knife and Tool is what it stands for. Uh, they make some some good knives around the thirty forty dollar mark, uh, and that they, they get more expensive obviously as you go up. Uh, but outstanding products. Uh, Gerber makes some good knives too. Now uh, when I first started all this i think actually one of the first pocket knives i bought myself for like twenty dollars at a uh at a sporting goods store in the area was the gerber airframe 2 and um that thing sucked i really liked it when i got it because like the the frame was all milled out and everything it was super light and everything but getting the blade to deploy was a huge pain in the ass uh, I could not get that thing to loosen up. I played with it for a couple weeks, and I just had enough of it. You know, when it's so easy, just go buy something like a Kershaw that has uh, the uh, assisted opening where you just you hit the nub on the back and the, the blade springs open. Um, for the same money or a little bit more, something that I'm going to enjoy using. It's be easier to use, a little bit smaller. Uh, it just it was a no-brainer for me. I think I still have that airframe around here somewhere. But anyways... In the past couple of years, uh, I have noticed Gerber has gotten a lot better with uh, with their offerings on pocket knives. They also make some very uh, robust pocket tools, um, so, uh, like a Leatherman. Everybody knows Leatherman because of their, their folding pocket tools, the players and everything. Uh, Gerber does make some very nice ones as well. So if you're in the market for something like that, maybe you do a lot of handyman work or you're at, like an electrician uh, or something like that, where having a multitude of tools all in one package there is really, really helpful. Check out those two brands, Leatherman and Gerber. Uh, it's great. Can you get cheaper stuff out there? Yep, you can. But it's really one of those things where you get where you, what you pay for. Uh, and the other brand that I will recommend I've had, I had really, really good luck with was uh, SOG, S-O-G. Um, and I know that stands for something else too. I can't remember off the top of my head uh that one i got for i'm pretty sure it was a christmas gift unfortunately i lost that one um that was the only gripe i had about that i think it was the flash 2 was the name of the knife uh it's a great knife i like their locking system on it i like the deployment system on it uh, it had like a tanto blade on it uh it, it was great uh the only thing i didn't like was that their pocket clip came loose within the first two months i had it so then i would catch it falling out of my pocket a lot or halfway out of my pocket um, and I was out, uh, I think I was at like a marching band show or something. And I was walking through the parking lot, you know, and, uh, checked to check my pocket, whatever. And it was gone. So I dropped it somewhere. You know, I tried retracing some of my steps, but it was, it was gone, but, uh, they make a, they make a pretty good product. I think I've seen some stuff that their, their pocket clips have gotten better or they, uh, you know, have changed some things in their design and all of those companies have pretty solid customer service and warranty uh if you're 
in the market for some of these items that cost upwards of $60, $80, take the time and do some research on the warranty, okay? That's huge. You know, it'll save you a ton of money. I know with Benchmade, uh, they have the, I think it's called like Life Sharp or something. You can mail your knife back into them. And for, I think you just enclose either a check or $5 cash or something, they will like resharpen that blade and, you know, re-lubricate everything, make sure your knife is in great, uh, almost next to brand new shape and, and send it back to you. Um, you know, knife sharpening is one of those things. Uh, I thought I had it kind of figured out. I have like one of those little handheld sharpeners. It's not very good. Um, and then when I snapped the tip off of my knife, uh, actually had to, I got a hold of Sam, um, and due to his line of work, he actually, uh, knows how to sharpen knives pretty well and has like an actual sharpening stone and knows the process for it. Uh, so he was able to help me out and really reprofile that Spyderco knife. So I didn't have to try, uh, to send it into, to Spyderco for any kind of servicing, uh, and, you know, go the two, three, four, whatever weeks it would be to send it to them, have them fix it, and then come back plus whatever money it would have been. Because um, I'm not sure that that would have been covered by their warranty because I was doing something with it that I shouldn't be. Um, but, you know, uh, having a good knife, definitely a good investment. You know, uh, things to look at are, like I said, uh, do your reviews on warranty is huge, but then also look at the uh, the steel there is an article online on the website Knife Informer that has like a beginner. I think it's even called the Beginner's Guide to Knife Steals, um, but it breaks down by grade, basically like low grade, mid grade, high grade, or extra high or, or something. Uh, it breaks down and explains your most common uh, knife steals. You know, so a lot of the stuff that you see from Kershaw is the 8CR13 MOV steel. Um, and that's, it's a budget steel. It sharpens pretty easily, but just due to the nature of it, it, it loses that edge almost as quickly. The nice part is it's obviously it's cheap. So, uh, that's a, that's a huge plus. And if you don't mind, uh, sharpening your knife every, you know, couple weeks or something, then Hey, who cares? Or if it's just a beater knife that you just got to use to open packages and stuff doesn't have to be that sharp. Fine. Um, you look at stuff like uh, D2, which is like a mid-grade or higher mid-grade uh, tool steel. They use for a lot of uh, tool making and things. Um, that's a little bit nicer that you see on uh, a lot of uh, knives now in the market. Um, one brand in particular that I've had really good experiences with is a Civivi, uh, which it's I mean it's Chinese made, but so their their parent company is We Knives. Um, but it's a Civivi is their budget line, and I bought uh, their elementum which was in d2 steel and uh the fit and finish on that was great the size isn't overly large or anything uh so that's a great option if you're just looking for a good knife to carry um it's a flipper so it, it the knife the blade flips out on ball bearings there's no spring or anything to it you just use your finger to push down the tab on the back blade flips out um so if you're looking at in my opinion the core items you should be carrying for everyday carry Here's what I would say. If you if you're not opposed to it, carry a firearm. With that, you know, have a quality holster. We talked about that a little bit last week, but get a Kydex holster. Um, if you want leather, if you absolutely need leather, get a good quality leather holster. Uh, something that you can conceal with. Uh, I mean, just buy once, cry once. Just buy a good holster for it. Okay, so your firearm, you should have a way of carrying extra ammunition. 
like we said, plan for the worst case, hope for the best. Okay. With that, uh, a good quality flashlight and then a decent to good quality pocket knife. Okay. And then obviously you're going to want your wallet. You're going to want your, your cell phone. Uh, I think it goes without saying with your cell phone, get a case. I mean, with Amazon, I don't think you can get some really good stuff right on Amazon for like 20 bucks, $25 in terms of cell phone cases and screen protectors. There's absolutely no reason uh, not to have something like an otter box or let me see what I have on mine is a Spigen, a Spigen. Um, this is probably my third or fourth one of these cases I've had on my phones and it, it's great. They, they protect the phone. Great. Um, if you're looking for quality brands to look at for flashlights, there's a lot of stuff out there. Personally, I usually carry a Streamlight Polytac, and that's just a, it's an all polymer construction, um, which just means a, it's a little bit cheaper, a little bit lighter. Uh, I'm not, it's not broken, cracked, never had any issues with it. I've dropped the thing a ton. It's awesome. I think it cost me about forty bucks, and it's around, uh, it's like four to six hundred lumens. Nothing crazy. Uh, but more than enough to uh, to do your basic tasks for a handheld light. Uh, Surefire is another great brand. They're a little bit more expensive uh, just because it's it's Surefire. I know they have a lot of contracts with law enforcement and military. Um, typically, the way it works, if you have a government contract uh, and you sell it to the government, you cannot sell it to the civilian market for less than you sell it to the government. So while it's the, the, the good thing is you get to have, you know, these, these products that are used uh, at the military level, they're designed to take a real beating. So, you know, you're getting a quality product and usually they have a great warranty that goes with it. Uh, unfortunately, you are going to pay a little bit more money. So for Surefire's handheld lights, their uh, weapon mounted lights, what's for a pistol or a rifle, you pay more because it's Surefire. Uh, another brand uh, that I, I know Sam carries is Phoenix, F-E-N-I-X. I don't know which model, um, but he's had great experiences with those as well. Uh, that's another great one that you can check out. Uh, and again, a lot of this stuff is just, it comes on doing your research. I mean, look up some reviews. YouTube is a plethora of knowledge. Um, if it's, uh, you know, if it seems like it's kind of a hokey review, you know, check for another video, look for a couple of them. But if you, if you search for some of these things and you see, you know, there's like a hundred different videos reviewing it and just talking about how great it is, then obviously, you know, you know, it's a good product. Some of the stuff when you get, you know, a little bit on the cheaper end, there's not as many people reviewing it. There's not as much information out there about it. You kind of have to be a little more careful, uh, you know, if budget is a real concern for you. Um, there's also, you can get things like, uh, there's finger rings you can put on these, uh, lights. I have one from Theorem, uh, that's called the switchback. Basically it's just, you put your index finger through it so you can hold on to the light. Uh, you kind of leaving the rest of your hand open for tasks and things like that, but also what it's designed for, you can flip it forward, um, and press down on this, this ring, the top of this ring with your thumb to activate the, the button on the end of it, um, which allows you to have both hands on a grip or on a firearm. So, you know, my, my Glock, I don't have a light on it, but with this finger ring, you can, uh, hold the gun properly and still have that light pointed towards what you're kind of aiming at trying to identify or, or, you know, or shoot if you need to. Um, so that's another item that, you know, is worth looking at. I think they have a couple generations of them now too. They're great. It's got a built-in pocket clip. 
Um, it's just really convenient because aside from being able to use a, a gun with it, it allows me to use both hands while still holding the light without you know, having to stick it in my mouth or something um, or something ridiculous like that that's going to, you know, you stick it uh, kind of in your shoulder to your side of your head like you're holding a, a phone or something. You know, it's just, it's more convenient. Um, so really, when you talk about uh, being prepared, in essence, everyday carry is your everyday preparedness. Like, how prepared are you for what you run into throughout the day? Uh, so think about that. You know, maybe what you're carrying right now, it's, it's just your keys. Or if you're a lady and it's just your purse, you know, you have a, I've seen some absolutely massive purses. You know, my mom was always one of those ladies who had like a suitcase of a purse. Granted, she had four kids. So there was like everything in there from aspirin to Tums to candy, her wallet and stuff. Um, but look at what you're carrying. Make sure you're getting the most use out of out of what you have. Uh, if you can justify it and, and it's worth the hassle, cool. Uh, but that's that's your your day-to-day preparedness. Uh, you know, how prepared are you for what you encounter in your day-to-day life? Make sure you have, you know, good gear around you. It makes sense, right? Make your life easier. Work smarter, not harder. All right? And don't carry, you know, five pounds of unnecessary crap. You know, you don't really need to have a uh, a pocket knife and then a tactical defense knife and then a glass breaker and then brass knuckles and then a zippo lighter and then a flint fire starter and then you know what i mean like it just you go on and on and some of these pictures and if you guys look up you know a hashtag pocket dump or hashtag edc on instagram you'll see what i'm talking about it's absolutely ridiculous man so just be smart with what you carry uh, you know, and, and do your research. Uh, so hopefully some of the brands that I threw out there, some of the models and things, uh, will help. Uh, if you're looking for, you know, good brand, a holster, there's a tons of Kydex holster makers out there. Uh, one of the local ones here that I had a great, great quality holster is, uh, it's called multi holsters. Uh, they're based out of Livonia now. Uh, the, the holster I got from them for my Smith and Wesson shield, that was probably almost five years ago now. And the thing, I've never had to adjust the retention on it. I've never had to change out the clip on it. It works amazing. And so does the magazine carrier that I bought with it. Uh, so they're a great company. I know they sell online. Uh, check them out. Uh, if you are looking for something for a larger frame gun, again, multi-holster. Uh, but uh, T-Rex Arms is another one that does a lot of the Kydex holsters, whether you want to carry appendix or your strong side. Uh, I know there's holster options out there now too for like flashlights or if you're somebody that dips, you can get one for your can of skull if you really feel the need. I don't know. Lots of options out there. Uh, just do your research with it uh, and just be prepared. You know, uh, have the, have that stuff there so that you have it when you need it. Uh, you know, it's uh, to quote uh, Tremors 2, which is a very bad horror movie from, I think it's like the early 90s. Uh, when you need it and don't have it, you sing a different tune. All right. And as I think that was, uh, the character's name was Burt Gummer talking about overkill. Uh, so for what it's worth, you know, be prepared, right? I mean, that's what this is all about, right? The prepared mindset. Okay. That's it for this week's episode, guys. Uh, next week we're going to have my wife on actually, we're going to be going through some preparedness around the house, uh, dealing with food and, uh, in situations like the, uh, the panic buying, how you can have some of your essentials 
without uh, just buying straight off the shelf. So we'll be looking more at that on the next episode. Look for that one to come out. Until then, be prepared. Be prepared.